Sorry. Abort. You did just sit there in silence for like five minutes. Okay, well, that's when you should have got your nap in. All right. In five, four, three, two, one. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Zoomer Pod. My name is Randy. I'm the Boomer. And I'm RJ. I'm the Zoomer. And this is episode three of season two. And so we are going to um, get right into it. And so let's see here. Uh, January, we, we're through January, and yep. that, that happened fast, yeah. I feel like. Pretty uneventful, besides, you know, the six. Well, that's what I was just trying to, well, well, you got the six, and of course you got the 20th, but I don't know if it really was, because that's what we were just talking about. That's why I was thinking, because I was like, it seems like there were some things, because not, you know, not to get into it, but we kind of lost a few people that, you know, there's a lot of actors that's actually passed away. And so I, I didn't feel like going through looking through that because yeah. that's not something we talk about as far as that. But I can't say it's starting off like, you know. I mean, I'm, it hasn't been that bad. I feel like, I mean, compared to last year, coronavirus is already running wild in Wuhan. So, I mean, I guess well, it's better than... Well, in Wuhan, yeah, but not, you know, I mean, I mean it's last than, January, we had the fires. We talked about that. I mean, we had the fires yeah. and then, you know, of course, there was Kobe at the end, but... It wasn't anything where it's just like, oh, this. Well, I guess we had World War Three. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, but no, we still, had that, and that was just that was what it was. So, I don't know. It, I, I, for me, I feel like I don't know why it feels like a continuation of last year. I mean, there's been enough going on to me that it feels like, and it, that's what a lot of people were saying too. After like the January sixth, they were yeah. like, this chunk of well, 2021 doesn't count. I this have is a, still. I have a problem with. I have a problem with people. I have a problem with people saying, oh, you know, I can't wait for 2021, 2020 to be over. Oh, yeah, like things were going to magically. Well, like they're like the dates and years know that it's a new year. You know, it's not like you who go, I can't wait till Sunday because Monday I can make the choice to eat better or work out or whatever. It's not like the, 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 you know, existence go, oh, it's 2021. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of people, to a certain extent, set themselves up um, for that, and it's easy to just kind of get back in the rut. Just like mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, to me, one of the harder things to do is go, okay, Monday I'm going to start working out and I'm going to eat well. Well, mm-hmm. Sunday I'm eating fat, I'm eating sugar, I'm eating salt, I'm eating, yeah. you know, and then by Monday, you're, Monday your Luther. body is craving it. Like yeah. you've eaten it and now you're craving it. And it turns into next Monday and next Monday and next Monday. So, yeah, you know, I do. But I do feel like, you know, regardless of the first of the year, I do feel like there is just kind of a continuation. I don't feel like it's it's really yeah. slowed down I mean, a lot. Relative, so, I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, it's an illusion anyway. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it's an illusion. No real. It's 2021 a, is just what we called it because that's a, when Jesus died. It's but. an illusion of the simulation. Hey, Christianity won. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I thought about yeah, the Louis exactly. C.K. bit. So Louis C.K. bit, Christianity won. One of the best bits I've ever heard. Yeah. It was great. I mean, it was great. It was great. Um, so, real quick, I just want to give a big shout out oh, to yeah. Ricky, mm-hmm. our donor. Donor. <laughs> our donor, our avid listener, Ricky Martinez. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, Ricky. You know, he went to... Um, 
um, buy me buy a me coffee. coffee. And, you know, he, Ricky, and the, thing, the cool thing about it is, you know, we're not under the impression that, the, well, we can look at the numbers and see that this doesn't go out to a whole bunch of people and not a whole bunch of people are necessarily listening. But we definitely appreciate the people who do listen, um, whether you listen for a little bit, whether you listen to a couple episodes and have to fall off. I mean, we, if you we listen know. to the whole thing. Yeah, especially really if you listen you. to the whole thing. But the thing about it is, and that it, you appreciate it, especially, you know, as a friend and just somebody like Ricky will send mm-hmm. me a message and be like, hey, where's the pot? You know what I'm saying? I uh-huh. just finished the last one. You know, he got he got backed up a little bit um, because he he got COVID and he was going through some stuff. And we are so glad that he's he's better. Mm-hmm. I always check in, and he he says he's he says he's about he feel like he's 98 percent better right now. That's um, good. And but he, you know, um, he definitely sends me messages and go, hey, there's no pot out. What's you up? know, we're, what's up with that? I'm waiting on another pot. Like, yeah. you know, I, I got I got some time. I, I need to work out. I need I'm staying up late. I'm working. It's what I do. And and for to have him, you know, kind of even push us like that and mm-hmm. just let us know, you know, one or two. This people isn't are for out nobody. There. Yeah. One or two people are out there just listening to it. That, that means a lot. And then for him to take the time and, mm-hmm. and the resources to, to send you a little something. Yeah. You know, and we definitely want to appreciate that. Appreciate that and say thanks to Ricky. And yeah, thank you know, you. 25 it, bucks is going to be a big help <laughs> around this time. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, if anybody else wants to reach out and go to buy me a coffee at the Zoomer Pod and donate yeah. something. What is it? Buymeacoffee.com slash. Bobby, yeah. The Zoomer Pod. Yeah. The Zoomer Pod. Okay. Yeah. So um, that being said, I just want to touch on this real quick because that's a very interesting thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when my. Um, you know, when the Orchid thing took off. Yeah. You know, and all that. When I first started thinking about doing the Patreon, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, Patreon's getting ready to take off. Like, it's crazy what, what's about to happen with Patreon. We haven't talked about it, but Joe Budden is just signed with Patreon. Ooh. He has a position of Patreon that has to do with creator finances. In other words, making sure creators are getting paid yeah. what they deserve through Patreon. And so now... What his whole thing is is trying to get people off of, like, Spotify and places like that that's taking up so much of your money. Yeah, and get them know, on Patreon. Get them on Patreon because what you're going to make, you know, if you can if you can get your own sponsorships, if you can get your own yeah. ad reach, if, you're just going to make so much more with them out, without them taking. Because yeah. that's the thing, like, we, we don't understand it, but, you know, the people who sign to Spotify and things like that, they get them their ads, but they, you know... But they get so much yeah, of it. Spotify so gets, it's really so interesting, it. you know. So my thing is, I don't know if it's because, and I guess I want to ask you, because you know of a time there was no Patreon. You know of a time there was no Buy Me a Coffee. You know of a time, you know, you, whatever. And you've kind of aged watching YouTubers pivot mm-hmm. a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, you, we saw them making a whole bunch of money, and then what do you guys call it? Add a gamut. Add. AdSense? No, no. Armageddon, like, but when oh, YouTube. Ad, um, <laughs> Adpocalypse. Adpocalypse, The yes. Adpocalypse. Like, you you knew so much about the Adpocalypse mm-hmm. just watching YouTubers talk about how. They aren't making any money. They wasn't making any money. Um, and they, but then they pivot, and they got into, you know. Sponsorships. Uh, sponsorships and, and brand deals. Mm-hmm. And, they, and YouTube couldn't touch that brand money. Yeah. You know, and, and so we've watched them pivot. What do you think about, like, the way creators and the way people are going about 
you know, making money from creating content and providing, you know, content. Yeah, I feel like almost uh, kind of on a smaller scale, on a way faster scale, scale, we saw kind of like, I mean, you know, the same thing that happens in the music industry or like, you know, the acting industry, where it was like for the longest time, um, it was more about the corporation making its money and the whoever they were working with was, I mean, they were making some money, but like they were still like, like, you know, kind of getting screwed over by them. Right. And then as time goes on, you know, it's like the whole thing about owning your own masters. And now it's like, you know, I'm starting my own Patreon where I'm making my own money or I'm getting a brand deal where even though it's going up on YouTube, they're still not touching any of it. And this is like all my own or like, you know, YouTube are starting their own brands, like clothing brands or something like that, where they're making like, you know, their own money. Um, no, I, and you're right. And it, it's just it's interesting to see. Like I said, mm-hmm. you've you've matured in it. It's yeah, that's what totally I was going to say, because I mean, it me. was I mean, as I kind of got older, that's when YouTubers started doing a very it's a very recent thing. Kind of YouTubers. I know H3 had one back in the day. Patreon. E- Patreon, something like that. Something like that. OK. Um, and for those that don't know what Patreon is, it's um, it's basically if you provide content, if you are an artist, if you are, you know, any kind of art or mm-hmm. anything, then basically you can have people that donate to you on a monthly basis. Yeah. And, you know, I have a Patreon for my Orchid channel and I it was it's hard for me. It's hard for me to ask people mm-hmm. for, you know, for money like that. Yeah. But everybody was like you have to understand, like, you're not begging them. You're not saying you're just you like, don't. Hey, if it's like, if you want to, yeah. yeah, if you want to do it. But, you know, so the whole idea of Patreon is people come, they enjoy your content. You usually give Patreons, you know, more than yeah, what like the, I, the average people I'm get. I'm subscribed to a Patreon for a podcast I listen to. And I think you get the podcast, like, for the longest time, they had it where. Um, they would record an episode one week and then post it the next week. Right. And so you'd like, you know, you'd like wait a week to hear whatever they're talking about what was current last week. And then during COVID, you know, they have more time. So now they're doing a bonus episode. They're doing bonus episodes. Every week and then like, you know, Discord's kind of a big thing. So now they're um now you have access to um the Discord right. for other people who have the Patreon. So yeah. So again, I just mentioned Joe and they're going to Patreon. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing. They're offering at one level, and it's usually levels. Yeah. So you got, you know, as low as, like, mine five. is three bucks. Yeah. Well, mine is three bucks. His is starting at five bucks, and then he has a, a 10 buck level and a 25 buck level. Um, five bucks, you get one episode, one new episode, a bonus episode. Oh, okay. And then, um, you know, with the $25, one, you get, like, two bonus episodes, and you become a friend of the show, and... Yeah. You know, and so, I mean, we'll hopefully at some point we can try to figure out that and, and, and kind of do stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. But um, it's a very interesting, I think, deal. And, and real quick, because, again, you know, like I said, I knew we would start and we'd go. Explain to people what Discord is because, you know, I'm not a Discord user and... But I know all the gamers and stuff use Discord. But now Discord is moving, just like Twitch, it's moving out of the game space and becoming a place where people just create a community. Yeah. So, um, like you said, it's kind of it was it's still kind of a gaming thing. 
but Discord kind of like almost like your every every other messaging app. Like you have private DMs with people, you have your group DMs, but you can set up what's called a, like a server. And these servers like, you know, I'm trying to think of how I don't even have anything I can kind of compare it to. It's like you go to a server and, you know, everybody's in it. Um and then you have like all sorts of different chats. So it's like here's where you just talk about whatever. Usually that's just called general. And then there might be a chat specifically for like memes or something like that. Or there might be one for music or like I know one of the ones I'm in, it has like a book club. Uh-huh. And it's like we're reading this book book this month, discuss here. And so okay. you like you'll it'd be like one big Discord server, but inside there's each individual So it's like almost like Reddit with subreddits, but it's so that's what I don't. So I guess that's the part of Discord because I haven't used. It. I signed up for it mm-hmm. when I got the new computer, and I still haven't ventured into it. And I haven't sat down with Mike to say, "Hey, you know." Yeah. I asked him so much about getting a computer. I didn't want to go to him and be like, "Hey, so walk me through Discord," you yeah. know, because he even invited me to his, maybe. He's in, he sent me his Discord link like three times, and I still haven't joined. Maybe if I join, I would get a better idea about it. But yeah, to me, I'm like, I what's never, the difference between this and another, just another type of form? Um, I think, I mean, there is nothing really okay. that much different, but it's, you know, it's usually used by a lot of PC players because it's easy for it to overlay with uh, whatever so game you're playing. So that's what I'm about to say. It, it can, integrates very well. You can share your screen. Well. Yeah. Um, that's it, one thing you can share your screen, whether you're in, like in the servers, you can. It's called going live, but it's the same thing. And then if you're in a regular call, you can, um, you can just share your screen and people can see what you're doing. Okay. All right. So yeah, um, it, it integrates into game because that's why it became good game big with gamers because it integrated really yeah. well with gaming platform and you know mm-hmm. with with the OBS yeah, and all that. You know, I was kind of like I I had it on my phone just because, mm-hmm. but I never really used it. And then when I joined Animation last year, you know bunch of computer nerds in that class and so someone decided to go ahead and set up um a discord a discord and that's okay. kind of what got me you make you it. understand it okay yeah, yeah. i need so you to kind of have to it. just look at it and get into it and you'll probably get it okay yeah i'm definitely going to check it out so um so yeah and you know again that's you guys i think are just totally being disruptive into way things used to be the way mm-hmm. you know things have always worked um and when i say you guys just you know the, the younger generations are yeah. just being disruptive to the way things worked and so that's going to lead me into the next thing about like the ultimate disruption we've seen recently and that's the whole GameStop. oh yeah deal i mean that was crazy you know that was really crazy and yeah. so um you know obviously when this comes out most people has heard about it yeah but I still want to touch on it from the idea of how your generation is just being so disruptive to the status quo. Um, yeah. You know, even in politics, and we'll maybe we'll move into that, but the idea that a bunch of, and I don't want to say kids because I don't know how old they are, but I mm-hmm. do think that they're a younger generation of people. Yeah, I mean, it was on Reddit. That's kind of where it was all organized. Right, that they literally broke almost broke a bunch of millionaires Mm -hmm. you know um and had the status quo scrambling because they didn't understand how much control these kids have and i I was trying to explain this to somebody else the other day Mm -hmm. in the sense of what happened with hashtags during election season the last couple years how the k-pop kids 
you know, artic, I don't want to say K-pop. I, I keep calling people kids. But how the K-pop K- stands. The K-pop stands. Um, that's Korean popular stuff. Korean you know. pop, like pop music. Yeah. How they would just overtake a hashtag that the conservative party would start a hashtag, mm-hmm. you know, and they would take it over with something. And it, it might be something like, let's just say. Usually you know, fan cams. You know, of- let's say I, I, let's. Usually, well, usually they span fan cam, the fan cams, which are just like clips of some uh, K-pop artist dancing and singing or something. Right, like that. but what I'm saying, I'm trying to give people an idea of like something somebody would have said. Just just say stop the steal. Don- Donald Trump, uh, 2020 landslide was a big one. Okay, so Do- Donald Trump, 2020 landslide. They tried to hashtag like his mm-hmm. his people. That whole movement tried to hashtag 2020 landslide, mm-hmm. and what they'll do is go into a, like a Reddit or a Discord or something and say, "Hey, everybody, that was put the thing. up a that live. wasn't even that wasn't even like a Reddit or Discord thing. That was just a purely Twitter thing, and it was just kind of it almost became expected of K-pop stands. It was like, "Hey, this thing is trending," and some people like you know, people just like K-pop Twitter would see it and be like, "Huh, okay," and well, then that, just start. But spamming. that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to break it down to the minute, so in the sense of making people understand, like, oh, so yeah. so the conservative party. Or this radical white right wing stuff, they would start a hashtag for their people, yeah. And then these K-pop stands would literally hijack that hashtag with whatever they decided to be, like you said, yeah. fan cams or live. I remember one was like just orange, and no matter what you you know, people was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go see what this hashtag is about." Because they wanted to see what was going on with the the, the alt right or the radical right, and all they're getting is pictures of like talking orange and oranges and pancakes. Dip, pa- and pancakes. The one with pancakes and and after a while, their whole hashtag is just just ruined. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have any like they. So again, they just disrupted their you know. Yeah. So they did that in politics, and so this whole Reddit thing where they would this guy you know, and it wasn't a fluke. Apparently, this guy had been watching trends of these different um, equity firms basically crashing stops, stocks, betting that the stock would go down. Mm-hmm. And then crashing it. And then crashing it, and then they just make a whole bunch of money off the crash. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so everybody, to a certain extent, was delighted to see them starting to scramble in the sense, and now they want to say, you know, all these little things that's, They've been doing for years. Now they want to say, oh. That's market manipulation. That's That's market manipulation. And in that, I learned a lot in watching Mm -hmm. some people just talk about how a lot of these firms, Mm -hmm. they have social media people that are manipulating stock in the sense of they're putting out tweets and making tweets go viral about a product that they are invested in. And we don't even think about it like that, you know, mm-hmm. that they have these these marketing firms that, you know, they invest in a widget, right? And then all of a sudden a tweet comes out that this widget is the best or this widget. Yeah, and it shoots the stock you know, prices or, up. Or, yeah, or somebody's about to buy this widget and it shoots the prices up and then they sell it and, and whatever. And so they're market manip- they've been doing market manip- manipulation for so for, long. Yeah. And it backfired on them this time, and now they're all in a now frenzy, an and now there needs to be all this regulation mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and it's just a very interesting. Yeah, now it's an issue. Yeah, of course it's an issue, you know, and and 
And I noticed it a while ago. And, you know, again, I was telling somebody this the other day um, about Barack Obama Mm -hmm. and Hillary Clinton, you know, just being disruptive. And I always say that where Hillary failed, the beginning of her failure was underestimating Barack's youth. Yeah. In the sense that she was part of the old guard. Mm-hmm. She thought she was a shoe in. She sat there and smoked cigars and drank scotch with the good old boys um, all the way until I think February or April um, before she, she really started campaigning. Like, oh, yeah. And Barack started in like October just getting out. And I remember him going to a, and this was in 2006. Yeah. So this is in the early stages of really like tweeting, I mean, of, of texting and yeah. stuff like that. And he was like, hey, take out your phone. I want, he had a rally and he was like, I want everybody to take out your phone and I want you to text. And this one text costs you money, right? You didn't even have free text. But he was like, I want you to take out and I want you to text your friends that you're at Barack's rally and you're having a great time. Yeah. And this is where I'm going to be next. And donate like he just he and people's got their phones out and they're like, I'm at Barack Obama's rally, you know, and he was so far ahead of the curve and he got so much like this wave came up, you know, by the time she came out of the room, there was Mm -hmm. like this tidal wave about to crash down on her because, you know, she was so far behind and that Mm -hmm. was just literally youth, you know, coming along and being disruptive. And so, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I think, I think, ahead. you know, as we're kind of getting older, I think, I mean, it starts with something like that, but I think like the younger generation, I mean, it's kind of happening to my generation now is realizing we have a lot more power, like than we, I mean, for the longest time we were led to believe, you know, it's like, oh, you're just a kid, whatever. And then it's like, you know, you get older. And I think something like this is a real moment where you like, look at that and you go like, so you're just telling me if like. I was just at the right place on the right, like, if I was just so happened to be uh, in Wall Street bets, right. um, I could have, like, me and a bunch of other people could have just made people lose billions of dollars, like. Well, it's not even make you lose billions of dollars. Um, and make billions and of dollars. And made, well, you, I mean, you know, um, they, there's that story, of course, there's always got to be a good story, but that mm-hmm. was about the kid whose mom gave him I guess gave him some um, GameStop stock for his 13th birthday. Yeah. And it shot up. Like, he just ended up with a crap load of money. Um, yeah. You know, from his GameStop. GameStop stock. Stock. Yeah, say that five times really fast. Um, GME. Yeah. That's so, what it's called. Let's just call it that. So, yeah. And so, um, it's really interesting. Is that the is that the, um, the name of the stock? The NASDAQ? Or is uh, it, or? Yeah, GME. Okay. There you go. See, and again, at uh, outside a kid that's really in the stocks, there's probably almost everybody your age right now probably know their stock. Yeah, knows you know, what GME is. Their, their stock code, yeah, or whatever. I mean, it's just it is what it is. Um, and watching, you know, just watching the tides change like mm-hmm. that. So, um, oh, what did I do on my list that fast? That was bad. I know I had it on list. the other side of the page. It should be. There we go. Is that, is that it? not it? Yeah, that is it. Wow. Yeah, I was about to say. Getting old, man. Old man. Getting old, old man. Getting old. Man. All right. So, um, with all that going on, um, you know, we we're two weeks into this new administration, mm-hmm. and 
you feel any better? You feel any worse? How do you, I mean, like, you know, you coming off the high of it. How did, how do you feel now? What, what stands out to you or good or bad? What stands out to you? You know, I think, I mean, it's kind of like this for a couple reasons, but Twitter has been a lot more boring. <laughs> um, I said, remember I said that I said, I think a lot of people are going to, a lot of people are going to realize like them or hate them, how much. Yeah. I mean, whether it was like, you know, what he w- whether what he was saying or what, like he was getting trending and then people making jokes about it, whatever it was, Twitter is a lot more boring. And to be fair, they did just ban a bunch of accounts too, which is dumb. But um, yeah, between those two things and especially him being gone. And, you know, him not really being in the news anymore. It's just, like, it's boring in that regard. And, you know, I think we talked about this last episode. But you said this, I think. I kind of, he was my first real president that I could remember, remember. Yes. And so I'm, that was the first real president, uh, like, presidential mentality that I saw or lack thereof. And so it's weird to see, like, you know, kind of how quiet it is. Almost like there's no president now. Yeah. Like, like that was like, your version of a president because he was so out front. Now you're yeah, just like. Yeah, now it's like, you know, he's quiet. He, I mean, I followed the POTUS account on Instagram. So he posted a decent amount about, it's like, oh, what I did today. Okay. Um, but, you know, you don't see the Hillary Clinton got schlonged by Obama in, like, Kavefi tweets. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting because like I talked about about dignity and and what we didn't see him doing and seeing him doing and I just happened up on a picture, I guess from a couple of days ago and it showed Biden there with his cabinet, mm-hmm. like and it was just kind of that old school like he's standing he's sitting there, you know Kamala's there and then he has his chiefs of staff and he has a couple of generals around him yeah and it's just like this normal this normalcy of but you never knew but this normalcy of yeah. You know, maybe they're photo ops, maybe they're not. But, I mean, it's just this. Yeah, but, I mean, to be fair, I think I always kind of had the idea in mind that Trump was out of the normal. Like, I think I kind of knew that he was not the status quo. So, I kind of, like, you know, I got used to it fast. Like, I'm somewhat used to it now. But, I mean, yeah, for a lot of kids, it is out of the norm to see just a regular old picture like that. Yeah, and and the only thing I I think it's funny too because there's not a lot there's not a lot to to feed mm-hmm. the the right in in a sense of, you know, the first couple of days they tried the first they tried the executive order deal. Like, you know, look at all these executive orders. Well, they yeah. all sign executive orders when they come in. You yeah. know, it's what they do. I mean, Trump did. As a matter of fact, it's a big ceremony, and there's a bunch of pins, and every time they sign something, they give somebody a pin. It's it's. Oh, really? It's, oh, yeah. It's like a big box of pins, and they hand him a pin. He signs an order. They give it to somebody. That becomes memorabilia, and people, like maybe the girl who did the poetry or whatever, they yeah. they, they, they give people that stuff. So that's not odd. probably I, sell a Trump is, pin for some real dinero. Probably. He, you know, so... He did have a lot of executive orders, but I do believe he felt like he needed to come in and kind of write a lot of the wrong what he sense. felt wrong. You know, I'm just going to say what he felt wrong, you know, kind of write a lot of stuff and try to stop a lot of stuff yeah. right then. <clears throat> and then again, and then it's just been, it seems like he's just gone to work. Yeah. You know, just gone to work. Um, 
doing what like he's not there trying to get attention he's just there to do the job yeah and but it's weird i guess especially for somebody like you who follow that stuff to just not yeah i mean wake up in the morning and be like what did this fool say exactly i mean that was the thing going on to twitter every time i was like you know i'd go through and i'd almost be like i wonder i'd play a little game i'd be like is the first tweet on my timeline gonna be about trump and almost half the time it was. Wow. And that's I funny. mean, the thing is, I see a couple tweets, and you know, it's like, where's my Stimmy Biden or something like that. Right. But um, the only thing I ever really see on the trending page about him is when it's talking about, like, you know, like, you know, he just signed that COVID relief bill. Or it's like, I mean, not even, that's about it. That's all I've really seen about him on the trending page. Right. And so um, it takes us into that. So he passed. We just, mm-hmm. right before this started, we looked and he had, um, passed that COVID relief bill. Yeah. And so I haven't looked at the details of it yet, the numbers or anything, but he passed it. And, and you mentioned that it was the, the first 5150 um, vote. Vote. And yeah. Meaning that they, Kamala's vote. Was the tiebreaker. Was the tiebreaker. And so with that being said, like, what, do, what have we learned? You know, um, like, that fast. So I want to touch on a couple things in, in this. This goes into a couple things. Um, I don't want to get into the impeachment yeah. part of it. We didn't even we didn't even prep for talk about the impeachment. Oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that. That part. That's part of it. But the other part is this. I don't understand how two weeks ago no matter what side of the fence you're on, mm-hmm. there was people instigated by certain people that was sitting with you that put your life, like literally put your life in jeopardy. Yeah. And you come out that night and you make these grand speech. And, you know, I mentioned that to you. I'm like... There's a lot of grand speeches going on. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of grandioso speeches and a lot of feel-good speeches going on. And and you come out and make these grand speeches, and then it's time to at least discuss impeachment. Yeah. And you're like, eh, you know, nah. It's like, what is it? Like, what would have to happen for you to, you know, the par- party loyalty thing is just yeah, absolutely no, getting. ludicrous to me. Just ludicrous. And so how how does how does Pete, how does Ted Cruz still get to come in there? How does, yeah, that, you know, Holly AOC has been come, kind of the, come in there? the spearhead of that on, like on Twitter. You know, she went, a, she went on live the other day and talked about kind of what happened, like, you know, what was happening with her personally because she had like you know she'd been kind of going in on um ted right but she had never really shared her own experiences but you know she did that and she has been like going in on ted and when the whole um gamestop thing was happening um and robin hood we didn't even touch on that but the whole robin hood thing but yeah. um when robin hood stopped people from buying stock she made a tweet and was like this you know just this is unacceptable and Ted Cruz quote tweeted her and was like, quote retweeted her and was like, yeah, uh, agree with her. And she even came back and she was like, I'm not looking to work with you right now. You still haven't said anything about how you tried to, how you, you, have you almost incited, had me killed. Yeah. Almost had us killed. Yeah. If for anybody else who hasn't tried to get me killed, 
I'm willing to work with you. And again, disruptive. Like that, I was going to bring her up a little bit when I was talking about the disruption, and not to mm-hmm. talk about her, but just say I think now we have some people in place that's going to break those barriers of mm-hmm. you know because there's new junior senators in there, like that one black lady who was like, they was she was in a room, and she's like, yeah, I'm in a room. And she's like, I can hear like messages going off. And she's like, I'm in a room with the same people that that brought these people in here. Uh-huh. And who's to say that they're not leading them to where we are? Yeah. Which apparently, and this this is why. Yeah, um, this Marjorie. Is, that you know, I know we were going to talk about her, but she, I'm pretty sure she was one of the ones. It was her, Bobert. And yeah, there was a couple of them where they were at. Yeah, I. I just don't understand it. I understand that there's protocols mm-hmm. or whatever, but it seems like there should be a point that you do something and it's like, absolutely no. No, you don't get to come back in yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you violated this so much. Yeah. You don't get to come back in here. And so I don't understand how the Ted Cruz's and the Harleys and, and all these I think people. It's Holly. Holly, whatever his name is, is they're still sitting they'd be like no you got to go you 100% have to go you know, you know. i mean it's going to be interesting cuz you know they just i mean i don't know if they'll ever really get it done but i mean you know they just took that lady off of her committees and i mean there's so many pushes to get you know the ted cruzes and the hollies out of um out of their seats so yeah. i mean so i wonder you know how do they fare i guess it kind of depends you know ted cruz is a texas dude and, you know, I guess you can say, like, you know, Texas is a red state. But as as time goes on, we start to see that less and less. But nobody – people in Texas don't like Ted Cruz. They yeah. the, 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 the right likes Ted Cruz because he's their representative. They don't like Ted Cruz because they don't like Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, you know, they don't like him because they really like him. Yeah. Um, I'm not a Greg Abbott fan, but they like Abbott. Yeah. Right? For You know, I don't think that they like really like Paxton, but, you know – it's preferable to the Democrat or whatever. It's preferable, basically. And same thing for Cruz, but because everybody's, everybody knows Cruz is a weasel. Yeah. Bottom line, Cruz is a weasel. He's the weaseliest of weasels. And his whole thing in being a weasel, the weasel that he is, is that he's pandering to these people because he thinks he's going to put his head his hat in there in 2024 and he wants that group of people to to back him. Yeah. But everybody knows. Like nobody nobody really likes Ted Cruz. Yeah. Like nobody. But and so you know, now the thing is this I somebody told me this the other day and they was like they made a good point. It's like do you know what like removing Marjorie Green like just from her position altogether by saying like no, you can't be in here. She apparently won by some ungodly number really? in her in her district. So, so these you know, she's representing was, the people. She's representing the people that believe that think like her. That's that's what I thought. So you know, as it was, I think it was really when the um, Jewish space laser thing broke, um, and. People were like, that's when people really were like, who is this lady? Because, you know, she had her whole thing where she was going to impeach Biden, whatever. But people were like, who is this lady? And some person was just just a Twitter comment. They were like, I'm from the town um, or I'm from the district that she was elected in. And 
that's the people around here, the people who, uh, the all-Americans who just don't like Mexicans and, like, wow. this, that, and the other. Yeah. And She speaks yeah, I mean, a language that they just really yeah. buy into. Her, I mean, I've been on her Twitter a few times, and her banner is still the picture. It's a picture of her, and right, be- fr- right behind her is a Trump flag. And I'm like, that's really, and her bio is like, pro-gun, pro, like, pro-gun, pro-life, pro-Trump. And it's like, your entire political career is based around that dude. Yeah. Like, and I think that's what it's like for a lot of them now, is that their entire political career has to be based around him for a while. Okay. So, yes. So, moving on through that, but still staying on the same deal, I, I am kind of amazed and bewildered by the amount of people who are still pandering the Trump deal. I can understand you pandering the anti-Biden. Yeah. But being pro-Trump is a very interesting thing because we've, again, we've never seen this. We've never seen a president or a, a, a you know, let's just say a candidate, lose and the people keep, like, they're still, like, on his bandwagon. They're yeah. still, like, this guy, this guy, you know, it seems like they would have jumped off the off the name, off the man, off the person, and yeah. kept the ideology, which I would understand. But they are still, they are still, like, on this Trump deal. Not yeah. not just the ideology, just the Trump. Because I I thought so I, I thought this- Trump was part of their just. He was the figurehead of the ideology. Once he goes, the ideology stays. They changed. You, we we put a new name in here, changed the name, whatever. But they are still on him. Well, that's what I was. So you know, kind of outside of this podcast, you're always like, "What is it about Trump?" And I'm always like, "It's you know, it's what he believes." But I think the thing is, is that that whether they know it or not, like what he believes is you know, a racist. Like I he, don't, you know. But the I'll thing is, is that, that all the time. when they. I don't think that's what he believes. I think that's what he panders to. But that's what I was no, but that's more like what his rhetoric that he spews right. is racism. It's what he and panders to. And so I think those people I think Trump is the face that they can put it on and go, This is him and he's done he's done enough in the past or he has enough family that's Jewish to where they can go, He's not racist. Look at his Jewish third twice removed nephew. Um or this, that and the other. And so they can put his face on it but and agree with him without ever having to actually say what it is they believe. Because they just go, I'm a Trump I'm a Trump person or I support Trump and you go, I know everything that you be- you can go, I know everything that you believe in now for the most part. True. Okay, so man, this is flowing nicely. Yes, and now I feel a little more enlightened to say no. In that sense, um, I do believe there is because I think it's all tied together now. And I didn't realize how much it was tied together in the sense that um, I want to move into the whole QAnon yeah. part of it. And for the life of me, I kept telling people, like, I don't understand. I've, you know, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but it's like I was raised around pimps, players, pushers. Hustlers, gangsters, pastors, mm-hmm. people that just have gift of gab. Yeah. 
right? And then as you get older, you're around motivational speakers and life coaches. You just, there's people that have a gift of gab. They can sell snow to an Eskimo, right? And he didn't have that. He doesn't have that. Yes, he says some things to rile people up. Yes, he says, like you says, he's saying the things to the people that they want to hitch their wagon to. Mm -hmm. But that still didn't make enough sense to me. Like, why him? And so you always talked about the QAnon. I kind of stayed away from it. I knew it was like this fringe group of people who believed like the craziest of craziest stuff. And I don't yeah. want to get too much into QAnon itself as far yeah, as what they believe. I think we've believe. talked about it before a little bit. So, Well, I think you did because I, yeah. don't, I didn't know that much about them. And so I was skimming through YouTube the other day and the Vice Channel had, they did a, you know, they got a three part documentary on called The Search for Q because. For those that don't know, like this all started with a post on 4chan by some guy named Q that said he worked for the government in a a top secret position. Mm -hmm. And he was tired of what he was seeing and he was going to Expose expose it all. And just that alone was just sucked all these people in. And the more... I watched this, the first part of that documentary, which I highly recommend to anybody, um, just so you can understand. I realized this isn't, this isn't, this isn't, yeah. This isn't really about Trump to a certain extent. Like where he got this, because the thing that always bewildered me is the idea that people thought he was God sent. Like that part, that part, you can like who you like. You can mm-hmm. be okay with who you are okay with. You know what I'm saying? All yeah. of that. But when you start saying that somebody is God sent and somebody is, you know, the, the savior of, you know. The country. The country or the world or whatever. Then that really makes me think it, go, it goes, we, we joke and we laugh, but we, we know it was a cult. Like, yeah. So watching this QAnon special and seeing how these people really became a cult and Trump became the figure, Mm -hmm. the face and figurehead of that that movement, Mm -hmm. that's how he ended up with these people. And that's why now that he's gone and he has no power and he can't, you know, he's not president. He's not, he hasn't even talked to him. He yeah. hasn't, you, people can say, well, they took his Twitter away. He's Donald Trump, right? He, he could have figured something he, out. He can call Fox News and they'll talk to him. He'll, he can start a YouTube channel. He set right? up some, like some, I don't know if you heard about this. It was like the office of the ex-president. It was like him, his way of communicating with people. But I mean, I haven't heard anything about it ever right. since they announced that right. they were going to launch it. And so, but they are still they're still talking about him and they're still waiting. And, and, and so we look at Christianity and we look at almost every religion, every religion and every cult is waiting for their Messiah to come back. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about how, you know, when he lost, they was like, wait to the, the December 3rd, wait to January 6th, wait till, you know, there's a miracle, or I mean, even after January 6th, it was still right. like a miracle. God's a yeah. miracle worker. He'll, yeah, it, something's that gonna part. happen. 
he there's going to be a miracle. And now I'll let you go because I've been talking. I'll let you even talk about some of the, the quacky conspiracies that's going on now about how he's the shadow president. Shadow president, yeah. Yeah, so talk about, you know, that in the sense of just, you know, to talk about the QAnon deal or whatever. So Yeah, I mean, they're – so, you know, we always said this, but, they you know, the goalpost has always uh, been moved. So, obviously, it was like um, – you know, I mentioned it earlier, but I mean, it had to start somewhere. There was the people who were like, oh, election night's going to be a landslide. And then, um, you know, as it kind of got started, it was either Donald Trump won or um, there was election fraud. There was no in between. And so, you know, election night came and went. Um, nothing really happened yet. And then, you know, the weekend came, Biden wins, and it goes, well, just wait till he goes to court. We've talked about this all before. And now, you know, they've said, there were some who said that there was like going to be some emergency broadcast the night of the 19th and that never came and there was going to be these like seven day blackouts in a stockpile of food and water and all this that and the other which again never came and then you know apparently like right before we started this there was somebody on one of those like parlor, parlor tapes, tapes. that something was going to happen at 5 o'clock today, Eastern yeah, today. Yeah, and right. some dude claiming to be JFK Jr., which, I mean, you know, they think JFK Jr. is, some people think he's Q or think he knows who Q is or it somewhere in that realm. But, you know, there's the people who think that something was going to happen um, in February, and then there's the people who are saying March 3rd is... I don't even know where they got the date from, but for yeah. some reason, March 3rd or something like that is so, the day that the military takes back, takes and gives Trump power again. To, which so that's the funny thing. It's like the more I read, again, you know, I, I didn't watch Parler. I get on Parler, but I watched the guy from Parler Takes, and he'll, he'll post some of the most outlandish stuff that came out of there. And the, the, central, the central thing was always this, they are, you know, Nancy Pelosi is going to be arrested. No, they would always say Nancy what's Pelosi, funny. Obama, Hillary, Biden, come on. But Kamala. what's funny is that they, if you tell me it's cold outside and I hoodie up and put on, you know, whatever, and I go outside mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's 100 hot. degrees, I'm like, all right, you know. I was lied to. I, yeah, but and then if you do it over and over, like every day, every week, they're telling these people, not Nancy Pelosi will one day be arrested. They're like, she was. she was arrested. Nancy Pelosi was just arrested. And she's going to be taken to Guantanamo Bay. And they're going, you know, and now An they're about. And so they keep saying they were like they were, they were, they were. Mm -hmm. Or then they'll get into they're going to be. But it's, it's just, how many times to say they will put out that they were. Like Nancy Pelosi, the reason you don't see her is because she's been arrested. Yeah. You know, and there's a yeah. Biden, you know, there's a Biden body double, you know, and they yeah, realize. about it, that when we were prepping. Yeah. They, you know, that's the, the one thing that they hyper fixate on is the earlobes. And it's <laughs> so funny because then they even pick pictures where it's like, different angles one of them's kind of more like down i think it's his like twitter profile picture yeah. and there's the one um i think it was official candidate photo um where it's like more head on and it's like you don't think there would be like different looking faces right They're like look at his nose one looks like it's a bit more hungover and one looks like it's a bit like you know up and i'm like do you people know what angles are no but that's the thing no 
they, no, they they see it and they go, that's a different person. That's Look a at different the earlobes. Person. Yeah. I mean, so that's what I'm saying. When you watch this special and you realize how bought in to any and yeah. everything, any and everything that they say comes from Q or, you know, is 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 this or they, they and it's just and what's so crazy about it at some point on there there's some guys that come out and talk about they may or may not have been part of the beginning of it and it was like it was all a joke like we literally put this out as a joke kind of as a troll to yeah. mess with people to mess with the, the the far right like we put this out as a troll and they clung on to it Mm-hmm. And just ran with it. Yeah, I and mean, so it's gonna be interesting. You know, they say they kind of, they say they figured out who Q actually is, or probably actually is. I can't remember the name of the dude, but yeah, I mean, it's gonna be interesting because I mean, I feel I'm surprised he hasn't gotten doxxed yet, honestly. But I feel like one day it's gonna be one of those things where it's like you find out who it was, and it was um kind of like wait till was, you wait. Well, I'm just gonna say this: wait till you watch the. Wait until you watch the doc. Who was it? I think the dude that made Scientology was like a fiction writer beforehand. Oh, no. He was a fiction writer yeah, he beforehand. Wrote, like yeah. fiction books. And then it was like, for some reason, people clung on to uh, They clung on to this the fiction book. He started this. And they're like, yeah, he's, you know, L. Ron Hubbard. Like yeah, they, L. Ron Hubbard. He's their messiah. And he literally all come out of fiction books. Yeah. Wait till you watch it because, you know, there was 4chan and there was 8chan. And the, yeah. there's a guy who was the co-founder of 8chan that talks about how 8chan started and how it went horribly left <laughs> or right or whatever you want to call that it. Was, like, so, yeah, you know, those kind wait of places are – Oh, wait. Those places are kind of well-known. It was like um, like known as kind of like the cesspit of um, the you know, right wing, White, oh, right yeah. wing uh, just buffoonery. Yeah, yeah, and, and no, I mean, you know, they say some wild stuff on there. Um, you know, I think my favorite has got to be the my favorite theory. So you know, you were saying how there was like the whole they've been arrested and that, um, but then you never really see it. And I think this one was created somebody c- created by somebody who was kind of well known, but may have been a little too deep in. Um, so they were like, well, I can't just come out and now say like, you know. Biden's taken over, so they were like um, the brain swap. They were going through a surgery where they were going to swap brains. Um, yep. And so wh- while Trump is facing impeachment, that's really Biden being tried for his crimes. Um, and okay, stop it. Let people let let people process that. Yeah. That that Biden is not Biden. Biden is really Trump. Yeah. Biden's brain is in Trump, and he's, and he's being, being tried, for tried for Trump's crimes. Trump's possible crimes, and then, but Trump is running. The but government. then Trump is running the government and undoing all of his policy, and siding with Democrats. Um, oh, like, so he jumped. He jumped ship. Yeah, no, he took over Biden's oh. brain, but still, to say, he was like because, but he still has to make it seem like um, he's Biden. So he's yeah. going to sign everything that Biden was going to do anyway. <laughs> that and and again, like you go, we laugh. We literally laugh and go, that sounds cr-. you Ridiculous, know. Listen, yes. I, we can get into some conspiracies now. You know, I'll go to bat with you on a lot of different conspiracies, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
you know, some of our best conversations and how this probably started was on the whole flat earth deal. Like yeah. our whole idea we will of starting get into it. Yeah, our whole flat earth. Yeah, and and just let you know, he believes in the round earth. So I'm just not going. No, I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying that I don't want people to think that you are the one no. who was yeah. making the argument I'm, for flat I'm, earth. I'm the globe tard. Yeah, and so um, I just and let me go on and say I don't necessarily believe there's a flat earth, but. It was just made for some great debates. Yeah. Right? We had some great debates Devil about advocates it. Devil advocates debates. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm not above just conspiracies or what, and yeah, what I hate them even being put conspiracies because if you start putting enough facts and at least a great argument about it, it's not necessarily a conspiracy. But, you know, so... When I hear this, we still kind of laugh it off. Like, how, I mean, what do you think? Three people, you know, three people believe this or four people? And no, that's what this documentary. of people. That's what this documentary talks about. Really is that believe. He said, this guy in the documentary says he believes that QAnon may, have be, may be the, big, the biggest group of, like, conspiracy or people who bought into this misinformation like this in the history of the world. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's so I crazy. mean, that's that's a far fetched thing, you know, when you start yeah. talking about different religions, but still, it's just kind of a wild, it's just kind of a wild concept, mm-hmm. and I, I really, again, employ anybody to go and and watch it. What's and it called? It's called the Search for Q. It was by Vice by Channel, Vice. And it's it basically it's this guy and this girl who just became obsessed with the idea of Q mm-hmm. or the QAnon, and they they met and they was like one was a filmmaker and the other one was a journalist and they was like, hey, let's do, let's do this. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, the the guy, it's a guy and a girl. The guy, one of his best friends, who was a Bernie, Bernie or bust, Bernie or bust guy, Fell just victim. all of a sudden was just one hundred percent QAnon. Like, and to watch him even be interviewed. So he was like, dude, let me, can I, you mind if we come and sit and talk to you? Mm-hmm. And he sits down and talks to him. And as they're talking, like his phone goes off and he's just like, boom. He's like, yeah, we just got another, we just got another, you know, deal. And he's like, if you look at the timestamp on this and then you that look at the That was one thing that I always thought was crazy is that like the timestamp, the timestamps were always like apparently Q. That's, I think that's where they get the March 3rd thing from. Apparently Q has his own clocks. That, um, that run different from ours because he's he's enlightened and realizes that time is illusion, like we said earlier. Right. But he has his own clocks, and so it was like, if you take a Trump tweet and it's like you put it at, it was like this was tweeted at two fifty three, and if you look at the tweet, it also was like four hours in it, four hours and I don't know, like yeah, seven some seven W's. W isn't used that much, and if you look like when you put. I don't know, seven triangles and Q, whatever. Kind of like, almost like the triangle thing with the Illuminati. It was like, if you look, there's a triangle. Yeah, everything's a triangle, yeah. Triangle doesn't fit there, Illuminati. Like, it's almost like that. No, it's not almost like that. It 100% is like that. And that's what was funny is that. You know, looking back on it, I mean, I can't remember what the name of the YouTuber was, but he made videos like that. It was a joke, but it was like how this is Illuminati. And he would like, just go these ridiculous routes of like taking this thing 
and and end like, up there just and, like they do every and, single time. Yeah, and exactly. And so you know, looking back, like you know, I'd watch the videos and for a while. I found them funny, and then it's, like as I kind of got older, I was like, well, this is stupid. But now I'm sitting here thinking back to it. I'm like, oh my god, this dude was ahead of his time, and the fact that it was like. They can take anything. Take they can take anything. a computer computer monitor uh, loading screen or something like that and be like, you see, Q is all here. Yeah, like, all here. Yeah, and then so, I mean, the old saying, man, everything is a nail to a hammer. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you believe, then you're going to see it any way it goes. So yeah. after you watch the Q deal, what's the next thing they need to watch? Oh, WandaVision. WandaVision. So I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, wait, this is a segue. <laughs> oh, what a segue. You see mm-hmm. that? That's professional journalism right there. Did you, you Journalism. You, yeah, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if it. that's journalism, but well, okay. professional. Anyway, yeah, WandaVision. WandaVision's really good. <laughs> is that is that the wrap-up on WandaVision? Yeah, WandaVision's really <laughs> watch good. Watch right. WandaVision. Really. See you guys next Speaking week. Speaking of which, yeah, because we got to go watch WandaVision. Yeah, we have to go watch episode five. It dropped today. And so uh, you want to explain what WandaVision is? So... This is going to be tricky because now I know what's happening. No, no, but no. But pretty just the, the basis um, of who the, who the, the main characters are. So, and, you know. But don't Wanda tell. Ma- my yeah, thing about I, when I I'm, tell people I'm about WandaVision. Be so they're Wanda Maximum. Hold on, hold on. Let me just say this just in case. We're, so we're on the same page. When I tell people about it, I don't tell them exactly how it progresses. Like how you know, it I'm progresses. I'm just going to say. So Wanda Maximoff um, or Scarlet. I think she's Scarlet Witch. Um, and Vision are... You know, just kind of live in life. And uh, they are each, from the Marvel. They're from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, both characters. Um, both of them are characters. And they're just kind of living life. You know, they fell in love in the movies, and they were a relationship, and this is kind of um, a play out of that relationship. And each episode is um, it's kind of set in a different time period. Right. So, yes and no. So that's, that's all I'm going to say in the sense of, because when we tell somebody to watch WandaVision, right, Mm-hmm. I was totally enamored by the fact that it came on. It was kind of slapstickish. It was, um, it was um, the odd couple type feel to it, which you've never really watched the odd couple. And so when I tell you about all these things, I know it doesn't resonate with you, but you know, for the, some of the people who watch, it was based almost like a '50s black and white yeah. kind of funny slapstick, you know, laugh tracks. Sleeping in two separate beds. <laughs> Sleeping in two separate beds. Yeah, just it was very like odd. And even for that, which I'm not a big Marvel Universe person, like I don't know the backstories or almost anybody. So I really didn't even know who they were. I mean, I knew who Vision was because I knew Thanos mm-hmm. took the, the Infinity Stone out of his yeah, forehead. Yeah, real quick. I, this isn't a spoiler. Okay. I just found someone kind of pointed this out and I thought it was funny. You know, they have this in the trailer, so don't worry. Um, you know, in the first episode, like one of the first times we see him, she smashes that plate against the head and it shatters, and she goes, "Oh, my husband and her indestructible head." Oh, and somebody see, I compared that, one. that. Me too. If somebody compared that to the scene where Thanos is just like plucking it plucking out of his head. His head. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's funny. Uh-huh. The um, so the first episode is basically almost based in fifties. And I enjoyed that alone because we yeah. only watched that episode. So I thought the next episodes were going to just kind of be on that. And I was like, I, I will still watch this. Yeah. We come back. The next episode is based like in the 60s. It's more I Dream a Genie, kind of bewitched, bewitched. you know, kind of feel um, definitely filmed at Universal Studios. Just got uh-huh. that, that, that feel to it. Again, very good. Come back to the third episode and it's starting to get colorized. And it's the Brady, Brady Bunch. Bunch. It's basically the Brady Bunch feel, you know, um, 
Um, you might want to slow down because you're kind of. No, 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 no. And so, yeah, it's got that Brady Bunch feel to it. And I'm just like, wow, this is really interesting. And then stuff happens. And the fourth episode happens. And the happens. fourth episode happens. And that's when it's just like, holy crap. This is not only just kind of ingenious, it's really good. And it takes some turns that you just have no idea. And we're along for the ride now because yeah. we was, you know, so now we got to see where where I we at like for to, four, for I five. Would like to just boast that I predicted what was happening. You uh, did. I you, predicted what you, was happening. You did. I'll, Pretty fat. I mean, I know a lot more about the Marvel Cinematic Universe right. than he does, and so kind of going into it, if you know about Marvel, then you're going to go into it with a lot of questions. Um, and I think. If you if you had the same questions I did, then you'll probably come to come to the same conclusion that I did before finding everything out. But yeah, I just wanted to flex that real quick that I had big brain moment and figured it out. It's kind of a flex, a little bit, a little bit of a flex, I guess. Yeah, you know. So, so yeah, definitely go check out check out Wandavision. We'd love yeah. to hear what you feel about it. Um, the next thing by next week, we will be talking about. Um, was it American Skin? Like we have to watch American yeah. Skin sometime. Yeah. We, well. Also, I had I we, forgot to mention this when we were prepping, but I have something to kind of touch on real quick at the end. Okay. It's just game related. But. Okay. So yeah, um, we got American Skin. We have to. And for those that don't know what American Skin is about, it's about this, this guy goes to the military. He comes back. His is it his brother? Is something happens and his brother ends up in one of these police brutality deals, and instead of letting them. You know, put him on desk duty and go through all that. He ends up going to the police station and kind of taking over the police station. And from what I gathered, they're having these conversations and dealing with police you know, police brutality and the lack of, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. It's like, it's almost like street justice or, you know, yeah. um, for, you know, the cops and things like that. And so... Um, yeah, that's um Yeah, I've only seen the trailer, but it looked good. So we'll have to yeah, we need to sit down and watch that soon. Yeah, go ahead. Real quick. Um so what did you say about your video game? You know, I forgot, but you know, the new COD map, the new Call of Duty Zombies map came out yesterday. Yes. Um What do you I, think about it? It's really cool. I actually kinda like this one more than I do the original map. Okay. Um it's a lot more open and I have a funny story, but I'll get to that afterwards. But yeah, um this one's interesting. It's a lot different. Than the last one. The last one, you start off kind of in this field, and then you make your way um, pretty much from one field to another. And then you go down into this laboratory, and that's kind of where you do a lot of the Easter eggs and stuff. But this one, you start off in this town, and there's it's just a small town, and then you go to this teleporter that's there from the beginning. Um, and, like, you can kind of go back and forth. Now, you usually hang out in the second place you go. It's way bigger. Um, okay. And there's just a lot more to do. But, um, you know, you go there, turn their energy on, you go back, you can put pack a punch on your weapon, which, if you don't know, pretty much just makes your whammon um, <laughs> weapon uh, do more damage. And I you think can, your brother showed me that one. Yeah. He got it. He got to it, and all of a sudden, he's like... Yeah, so... Was that the one that's like a laser or something? Is it like a laser or something? Well, so, the original... I also like, so there's something called Wonder Weapon, and Wonder Weapon is I like, think that's the one it's kind of like the OP weapon. So the first one, it was like, you pressed, um, I guess what would be your aim button, because I'm on keyboard and mouse, but you p- press your aim button, and you, um, it's like, 
it sucks in and it does some damage to the zombies, but then you hold your shoot button and they're like, it takes that ammo that you just collect and shoots so, it back yeah, at it them sucks, in like a big way. It sucks in some and then shoots them back out at the other ones. Yeah, and deal. so yeah. the wonder weapon in this one, which um, I started calling it this because Brady called it, but um, it's called Ray, the Ray K because it's kind of like a ray gun. Okay. But it's like this AK-47 that is like, it, it just does a ridiculous amount of damage, and it has a secondary mode where you can, and it starts shooting these bombs, or it starts shooting these things that you can shoot onto the ground, and then you shoot those things, and they blow up. Interesting. Um, but, so, we got to it last night, me and Brady, um, and uh, he he's better than me, and he was like, here, you take this. Um, so, I take it, there was times where Brady was, like, down and out, and I had put, uh, I already had d- double pack on the weapon, and I was sitting there just mowing down hordes of zombies and bosses. Like, that's how crazy it is. And I put triple pack on it. So it is, like, the most intense weapon, like, best weapon in the game by far. And then I disconnect. Oh, nice. And, like, lose everything. Oh, and, that's, that's lovely. Yeah, and so Brady was like, I think that's your cue to get off. And I'm like, it is. And, Probably but that was, that made me mad. And on that cue, that is our key. I guess that's our Managed to keep it short this time. Get, I don't know. I don't think it's as short as we think it is. We'll check in a second. Um, don't see. push buttons. <laughs> It'll yeah, stop. It just cuts off. <laughs> yeah, you know. So anyway, that is going to do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. That is going to do it for us mm-hmm. for episode three of season two. As always, we enjoy you guys joining us. If you would, um, tell a friend. Again, like mm-hmm. the show. Just hit the like to show. Hit the like. Um, you know, make comments. You know, comment yeah. or rate the show different things like that again if you want you know be like our friend ricky and head on over to buymeacoffee.com front slash zoom and if you want an show shout out <laughs> yeah we, we're giving shout outs you need a shout yeah. out we're giving a shout out we'll call and sing people happy birthday <laughs> anything like that you know we we we, we hustle do a here. little dance we need some, <laughs> we need the passive income uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's gonna do it for us we again you know definitely appreciate your time if you made it this far and yeah, we want you guys to be you. safe, be happy, um, watch the Super Bowl this weekend. We didn't really yeah. talk about oh. that. You're not a sports guy. Okay, so, let's just yeah. – let's just, so uh, who, who do we think is winning? I, I – my gut my gut feeling says KC. Yeah, I'm thinking the Chiefs are going to win too. Gut feeling says KC. If Tom Brady pulls it out, I wouldn't be on here going, you know, I can't so believe surprised. that happened. Yeah, so that's, that's the wrap-up of that. So that's going to do it for us for the Zoomer Pod. My name is Randy. I am the Boomer. And I'm RJ. I am the Zoomer. We'll see you next time. Yep. Peace. Peace.